what do you feel is a man and why are we having such a tough time defining it? We now shame men out of being masculine. And when you shame men out of being masculine, they get passive. They don't really know who they are. A man has to build his character, has to go for something in life that he's passionate about. You know, he has got to live some kind of mission, something that is needs to discipline himself to get. It's like the difficulty of building a life is what builds his character and his confidence. A guy who doesn't do not anything is not respected by both men and women. But when you keep men from doing that, because you call them toxic, dangerous, they that you kill that formula in them. And that what happens is women say to me all day long, right? Where are the good men? That's what happens. So men, for who they are at their core, masculine is dangerous, not good enough, or has to be changed. Well, problem number one. Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. This is episode 127, Men, Women, and Gender Intelligence. Can't we all just get along? All right. And we have a special guest. He is a relationship coach. He is an NLP coach, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. Educator of Effective Communications, public speaker, published writer, two-time Amazon bestseller, ordained mister, and most importantly, a people person. (laughs) (laughs) We have today Andre Parody. What's going on, sir? How you doing? Good morning. Actually, good afternoon. You're in New York. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Still morning in Los Angeles. All right. So I just want to get started, but, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely going to get into the meat and potatoes of everything about like, you know, men and women and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. But um, I, I did want to read your mission statement and uh, your principle. It says, uh, I am passionate about reaching and teaching relationship dynamics to all levels of society. I am I am dedicated to men and women and their well-being and understanding each other, closing the gap on pain, hurt feelings and confusion. So first off, I, I absolutely love that. That That is amazing. So tell me, like, how did you start in this uh, field? But more importantly, why did you start? Oh, okay. I'm going to try to make that story short because it's a long story. But it, sure. it, it started when I was a kid. I was I, at the age of five, five years old. I could remember sitting in the steps and coming to a conclusion when my feelings and my brain could come together. Mm-hmm. that I came to the conclusion I was born born in the wrong family. Very strange. So not black sheep, just not belonging here. These people are not my people. They don't like me. But like, I'm born. How is this possible? How yeah. is this possible? Five years old. Scary as hell. Mm-hmm. Hurtful. Right? And you realize I was going to basically have to raise myself because this was not going to... So bizarre. Really bizarre. Um, but what happened is I ended up having to... Try, trying to understand even how that's even possible, I kind of became a people watcher. I had to start, I became super highly vigilant with everything around me, just out of like, how the hell is this possible? So first in my family, but when I started going to school um, the same year, like like 
I was kind of the disconnected odd kid, right? Because yeah. I didn't belong here, like in my own house. So like sort of I was the one always on the outside watching. So I be- I made a life out of watching human beings, their behaviors, and, and became naturally fascinated with the human condition. Right. How do I turn out like this? How the hell is this possible? How does this person turn out like this? How this, you know? So like just fascinated with the human condition. So I've been watching people since I was a little kid, you know? Um, wow. So that's always been my brain. I'm curious as well, naturally, about everything. I'm, I look like a musician, but I'm a complete researcher geek. I research everything. That's just my <laughs> brain. I want to know everything. If yeah. it's something that you know that you specialize in, I want to pick your brain and I'm trying to soak it all up. That just about everything. So by by the time I turned 23 years old is when I started doing personal development workshops. Mm-hmm. And I've never stopped. Again, out of curiosity. So all kinds of you know personal development, be myself and I. Mm-hmm. trauma shit you know mm-hmm. business stuff money stuff back to me like so i've never ever stopped so that's sort of the pace of my brain and that led me to three different phases in my life but the third one which is this phase of my life is in 2006 um again brain you know um workshop head that i am mm-hmm. um I was in San Jose, Northern California on a three-day work business workshop. I had another business that I was build up, build, building up and wanted some assistance on getting it more productive. Mm-hmm. Um, on a flight back from that workshop to Los Angeles, I'm sitting with a couple that I met during the, the, the workshop that weekend. We're sitting in the same row and blah, 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 blah. And the girl says to me, she says, what are you doing next weekend? And I go, I'm off. I'm off next weekend. Why? She goes... <laughs> I want you to invite you to a workshop. It's on me. <laughs> and I go, oh, hell yeah. Right. Cause <laughs> I'm a workshop head, but I mean, yeah. you know, and it's on me where right? all these things could be super expensive sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. So I go, yes. And then I go, wait, wait. So what is the workshop about? Like after, after I said, yes, she goes, oh, it's called understanding women. Okay. <laughs> right. So that was, and again, you have to understand because I'm kind of artistic personality and I somehow, I thought it was me, but I realized there wasn't, well, I thought I knew something about women because I've always attracted sweet women. Okay. Me and my wife, you fall in love with her and say, she's a sweet soul. She's a feminine, beautiful, radiant woman. She's just, but that's always my life. So I've, I've never done the crazy stuff my friends were doing with their girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, yelling and shouting and cursing each other out of the party, right? Like, oh. like what the fuck is that, right? So <laughs> yeah. I never understood that. <laughs> so with that, you know, by the time, at that point, uh, we're married. We have two little kids. We're doing fine. I'm not looking for this information. Now I'm going to spend a weekend in a workshop called Understanding Women. When I, huh? then, I'm, <laughs> yeah. then I'm thinking like, ugh, damn, right? I just ruined my own weekend. Like, this. <laughs> so thinking it was going to be cute. But that's what I thought, right? Like, yeah. like you're going to teach me to be sweet and kind and not yell and you know be. But okay, I, I get it, right? But mm-hmm. okay. So by, by the time the weekend comes around and I, I, I walk into this space, it was a big in a big ballroom in a hotel here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, I walk in and it was 400 people in the space. And I remember wow. thinking, okay, not cute. This is just something's going on here. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I get, took, it got my attention really quickly. Yeah. And um, all I can tell you is at the end of the workshop, my brain was all over the walls. Mm. My head, my head exploded that weekend. My head fucking exploded. Mm-hmm. Because I realized again, the guy who has an ease apparently with relationships and women and his wife, um, thinking I know something because it's working for me, 
Mm-hmm. Um, realized I knew nothing about women, like nothing, zero about women. And what was scarier to me is that I means that also meant that I knew nothing about my wife. Right, because I was gonna say, like uh, you, I, you already got the wife and the kids, and, yeah. and yet you still say that you didn't understand a, a thing, thing about women. A thing, which was wow. really freaky, right? Because now yeah. I just want—I'm invested. I have two little kids now. I'm sure again, my brain, with always learning all everything, right? My brain in that moment realized how dangerous that was to not know anything about her, what I do to her, how she processes things, why she takes things personal, why, 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 why all this stuff, you know. Yeah. She's yeah. easy going, but she's still a girl. You know what I mean? I remember yeah. some of the stuff derailed us sometimes, but it was never big. Anyway, so then you have to understand I have four siblings. They're all divorced and remarried two, three times. Mm-hmm. I have my baby girl. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mess that up just because I didn't know, right? That's my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be statistic just because I don't know how this yeah. works. So I went mm-hmm. freaking crazy as my brain you know, again, I'm invested in this thing. I right? am not. So I went in with the company that put up that workshop and I took all their workshops, all of it. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a teacher, you know, within a minute, I was actually in, in track to teach for them as a workshop leader. That became part of my, one of my, one of the things that I do now, I teach workshops. Um, And that was how it all started. Like that was like, ultimately was for me to make sure that we weren't going to be a statistic. And next thing you know, it just, took me completely so from that company uh I, you know in taking all the, the curriculum i there was i i the, my knowledge my thirst for more went on so i, I studied with like some super master john dr john gray mars and venus you know Sh- uh, shanti felhan in the south who does love and respect great stuff that's not really that popular um on this side of the world but where she is she's mm-hmm. huge Esther Perel in New York City that is now super popular. People didn't know she was at the time. And Dr. Pat Allen here in Los Angeles, who's a family child marriage counselor, who taught me everything. I like kind of put the button on all these kind of put together. So I'm I'm not a therapist, but I'm trained by a therapist. Okay. You know, and it's one of the one of the certificate. I have 14 certification in NLP, neurolinguistic, um, hypnosis, um, uh, transactional analysis, um, I mean, so I have a lot of training now. So I don't want to be a therapist because I can't use all this training under license. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, as yeah. A coach, I'm gonna have a lot more flexibility to use all the tools and the and the uh, the uh, um, certification that I piled up through the years. So it's what I do is different than therapy, but it it's, works super fast. Mm-hmm. You know, and and take people on the other side of understanding men women dynamic, what's happening in the world. Right, the, the the trouble that is causing with the actual cultural belief right now, and on and on and on. So, yeah, that's how this whole thing got to be. Right. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So, is is that what is uh, Project Equinox? Mm-hmm. Project Equinox. The Equinox is you know the Equinox is the the perfect place between night and dark. I mean, yeah. a daylight and night you know, at night. So that that sort of dusk place. Yeah. So I like the metaphor of men and women and finding that sweet spot between us, right? We're we're as different as day and night day and night. Mm-hmm. We like to think we're equals in our culture, right? Equal, 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 equal. Of course, equal rights, equal pay, equal, equal opportunity. That's not what I'm talking about. It's just that whole equality thing for business became transgressed into now we're supposed to be equal beings. Mm-hmm. And this is where the wheels come off. This is where it does not work. 
right? A man does not act like a woman. He's not interested in things weren't interesting as a rule, right? Are motivated by different things and vice versa. So the equality, the idea of equality, you know, again, equal equal importance, but mm-hmm. we're not the same, right? Because we, we right. transgress equality as we're the same. So now we're trying to make men sweet and sensitive and vulnerable and kind and talkative. And that, well, that's that's your girlfriend. That's not a man, <laughs> right? And we'll right. make women strong, independent, and powerful, which is fine, but there's also a huge price to pay for them energetically and in relationship for that. So what we decided was better, and I get it on the paper, sounds fair, right, better. In reality, in my world, it's a kiss of death. It's absolutely a disaster. It's good for business and money, for relationships. Love relationship is the worst thing that's ever happened. Look out there. Everybody's struggling. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. Yeah. They, they don't know why. I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, but please go into that. Why, why can't men and women get on the same page? Because we, you know, like the more, you know, it's very, very simple. Again, everything I teach is not my opinion. I have professional opinions because... That's what I do, but yeah. it's, I'm not teaching what I decided is right. It's not my opinion. Everything I right. teach is nature and science. It's all based in, on research and science research and chemistry of our bodies and our reactivity to it and anthropology, right? It's not, so this, it's all data-driven and research-driven. And so back to nature, because what we're doing right now is going against nature. Okay. Right. And nowhere in nature is the masculine feminine the same. Nowhere right. in nature in all species do the masculine and feminine behave the same way. Mm-hmm. Because they're complementary. They're not equals. They have two different roles coming together to procreate and continue the species. All species. So in the world, everything that grows, everything that f- flourishes, everything that continues and expands and grows is in everywhere in nature is polarized. Masculine and feminine, yin yang, positive na- magnet, negative magnet, you know, black and white. You cannot have light unless you have dark. You know what I mean? So the polarity of everything is essential for things to exist. So when we forget this in the realm of men, male and females polarized, mm-hmm. right? The more they're polarized, the more they're attracting to each other, the more they pull at each other, just like two magnets. When mm-hmm. we neutralize that idea, we neutralize all the dynamic between men and women. We act like friends, monks and nuns. Nothing happens. Family falls apart. And what we think is better, right? So a, a guy should act more like a girl to be a good man. Doesn't work. A woman should be more tough, act like a man, independent, don't need no man to be a better woman. Doesn't work. That's what I see every day. Every day. So yeah. that is just, again, it's nature. Nature. So if we go against nature, everything that's normal, that fits, that that pulls, that makes, it's all energy, right? Everything mm-hmm. is energy. We're made of energy. Everything is energy. This is what, what the world is made of. When we neutralize that, relationships don't work. Hmm. So just like you said, how you see everything, how you're seeing all this every day where the, the I guess the imbalance of nature and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But what I see a, a, a lot of, you know, especially on social media mm-hmm. and stuff like that is, you know, the talk of like, you know, a real man would do this, a real man would do that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. What what do you feel is a man and why are we having such a tough time defining it? Well, you know, we now, we now have a tough time defining it. We never used have a tough time defining <laughs> right. it. Now right. again, you know, and people just don't mistake you know, often people say, oh, you're starting to take us back to the 50s. No, right? That, that was an extreme. And there was, there was this when people, by the way, no, both men and women had no choices. 
Mm-hmm. Men went to work, and women women went went baby and made babies and stayed. You know, were homemakers. Mm-hmm. No choice, right? Now sounds terrible. It is right. Men mm-hmm. want to be do more than just being work machine and making money, and women want to be more than baby makers. And you sure. know, but there's something about that that works fantastically though for family system. Mm-hmm. You need you need two pieces. So I understand the lack of choice was uncomfortable. So we'll put the channels to all choices. But what's happening is what's the, the feminist movement started by by giving women choices, which is great. Mm-hmm. Men, men you know, men's choice never changed, except we decided in the making the choices or opening the channels for choice for women, the movement became an anti-male movement. I think you'll be able to connect with that, right? It's anti-male movement. It's not liberating women anymore. It's anti-males. Mm-hmm. So men are toxic, men are dangerous. You can't trust them. They cheat, you know, forget them. You don't need no man, except how the hell is it going to work? If you're making half the planet wrong, ladies, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Right? And what men do is this. Okay, like I don't, right? I'm not supposed yeah, to talk. Like, I'm not supposed right, to say, <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm not supposed to say like, you know, like so men just kind of like shell-shocked a little bit. And what happened is we now shame men out of being masculine mm-hmm. and when you shame men out of being masculine they get passive they get passive they don't really want to work or they don't work as hard they don't really know who they are they it gives them a sense of not belonging they have to a man a man has to build his character has to go for something in life that he's passionate about you know he's got to live some kind of mission something that is needs to discipline himself to get. It's like the difficulty of building a life is what builds his character and his confidence. We all know this, right? Like like a guy who doesn't do not anything is not respected by both men and women. A guy who sits on the couch, plays video games, mm-hmm. you know, when you ask him what he does out there for a living, you know, that's not that you're not gonna go, where'd you go, dude? Right? <laughs> Sitting in mother's basement at 30 playing video games and, you know, screwing around. Like, right? So men have to prove themselves in the world for themselves to be good men, good providers, some people that are producing something, even leaving a legacy. Those are the guys who want to get married. Those are the guys who want wives. Those are the guys who want to take care of children and family and everybody around them, right? They, want to, they, they build kingdoms. That's men. That's masculine. But when you keep men from doing that because you call them toxic, dangerous, you know, like from the time they're in kindergarten, they, that you kill that formula in them. And that what happens is women say to me all day long, right? Where are the good men? They don't do anything. They don't ask us out. They don't make plans. You know, they don't, you know, they want to move into my house. <laughs> right? I have, <laughs> yeah. he's, I'm having, I have to, he's borrowing money from me. Well, when you, sh- that's what happens. So we're destroying half the machine by deciding that men for who they are at their core, masculine is dangerous, not good enough, or has to be changed. Well, problem number one. You see it? Right. That's not working. That's not against nature. And on the other on this on the other side as well, when you make women strong, independent, and powerful, which is all these are all masculine traits. Now, you go girl, you'll get some shit done, you'll get some money, yeah, you'll get ahead. But that masculine energy actually repels masculine men. You know this. I know this, right? Yeah. A, 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 a masculine woman that 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 pushy, loud energy that 
in your face energy is is very irritating. Yes. <laughs> very irritating. Every guy knows this, but we're not allowed to talk about it. I am. Right. Right. And everybody's like, so men are supposed to even say that, you know. You can't yeah, say it out loud. Get, or you'll get with, canceled. But yeah, but <laughs> fact is, you know, that's how they feel. Yeah. So the the this is when the formula comes undone. So now women are masculinized, men are feminized, and mm -hmm. we wonder why it's not working. This is what I do every day. It's always the same story. Mm -hmm. so what's the sweet spot it's a sweet spot is if you go to line up back with nature and again i'm not saying that anybody should do anything i'm not shooting on anybody you do whatever the hell you want but right. if you're a woman and you end up just dating boys and men who don't do shit well again mm -hmm. nature polarize if you're the masculine you're gonna attract feminine nature right and you got to think that's man so if you want a man to step up, to take care of you, to provide, to protect, to give, to cherish you, you have to slip back into your feminine to attract a masculine man. So it's all energy again, right back to this. Um, and the same with and the same the other way around. So I have a men's group as well. I do a lot of men's training because they're lost. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to be men. They need permission to be men. I give them permission to be men. We work on that. We work on their purpose in life. We work on their mission. We work on growing, stepping into their fears, building their character so they actually could be proud of themselves, build something, and then with that, they want to take care of a woman and have a couple of kids, mm -hmm. right? But they can't do it from a place of shame and little and being pushed down. So, that, so that's the other side to, to rehabilitate men, really, because culturally it's, a, it's really now like a big problem to rehabilitate them into you are a male it's okay to be a male it's okay to be uh, to build your strength to build your mojo right and like there's a sweet spot right this toxic masculinity is going too far right mm -hmm. but this is what women do i wouldn't calibrate us babe babe too much a little too much please right <laughs> you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's again that balance that we bring to each other as couples so there's nothing, masculinity is not toxic. It's actually the lack of masculinity in men that makes them toxic. The guys who hurt, the guys who cheat, the guys who hurt women, attack women, beat women, you know, cheat, lie, scam, are not masculine men. They're feminine men. Those are the, those are the boys. Those are the ones who are insecure and they have no power in the world because they don't do anything. And because they're still driven by testosterone, they need to feel some kind of power. So they assert their powers on the weak, which is typically women and children, animals sometimes. They just, these are the toxic guys. Masculine men will defend you from these fuckers, right? So masculinity is not toxic. It's the lack of masculinity in men that is dangerous. Mm. They're emotional and thus dangerous. They get mad, they lose their shit, and then some people get hurt around them. That's not masculine. Masculine pride themselves in being steady. In character, right, and and not losing their temper and holding, holding and controlling their emotions, they don't lose their shit. Do you know what I mean? The soft ones do. Right, right, right. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it, all the toxic shit that you hear is not about masculinity. It's about the lack of. Real man will defend you from all these from these creeps. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's what we're doing trying to soften man is what's destroying everything, and and on the, on the flip side by by making women too masculine, we kill the formula of attraction that has been going on for millennia. And that's how men and women complement each other. They bring two different pieces to the dance.
Um, okay. See it? Um, with with the stuff that you said about you know the the dangerous man and 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 all that stuff, mm -hmm. um, and the soft man. How is 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 would that be your take on incels, or do you have another take? Absolutely, on that? absolutely. Incels are so sweet, right? They're so they've been so feminized. A lot of them don't have fathers, so that's problem number one, right? Single mm -hmm. family homes, no daddy. They have no role models. They don't know how to be men, mm -hmm. and they're raised to be sweet and sensitive and talk like girls. So they're basically girly men. Those are boys. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's not their fault. Sometimes it's just life circumstances. But no daddy will destroy. It's, you know how does he, how do you know how to be a man without a daddy? You right. have no role model, mm -hmm. and no nobody to say hey 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 too much. Bring it down, dude. Right now, right this, but and so they basically have no gauge on how to be masculine. So they often fake it, and that's when they get whatever too big and. Right, they 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 try to scare people thinking it's masculine. Right, again, it's an insecurity. They don't know how to be man. Mm -hmm. They've been raised by a, a woman, so too too feminine, too sensitive, too talkative, too feelings as a, connected to their feelings as a right that makes them insecure. So, um, what was the question again? I got sideways. Um, what what what? Uh, I guess the the type of men that you were describing, the lack of insecurity and stuff like that. Oh, what, incel, would you, yeah. what would you? Yeah. yeah. Would you so, think that those are incels, or do you? Yeah, have a yeah. Different because topic? incels are basically so sweet. They 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 think that being a nice guy will make women fall in love with them. Mm -hmm. But a nice guy is typically soft, and women, primarily, this is an instinct, by the way. This is not a thought process, but women, women want to feel safe and what makes women feel safe is men who make them feel safe typically more masculine men so when when they've been convinced or told that being masculine is toxic so these guys go for i'm going to be a nice guy but nice guys don't make women feel safe so women instantly within a little bit will put you in the friend zone and right. when they realize these are young men full of testosterone right like the sexuality is pumping you know what I mean? They want to be with women. That part of that is to find even their, you know, this is a rite of passage in 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 adolescence and young men into, you know, conquering women and how that works and how that actually kind of there's there's a there's a there's a um, finding yourself in that as well. Your identity, mm -hmm. your ego, where you fit in. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's this part. It's a, a crucial part of, of of personal development. So when men literally get put in the friend zone over and over again, they lose their shit. They become angry at women, and those are the fucking dangerous ones again. Right, right. Okay. You remember that? Um, there was yeah. a kid in Toronto who plowed into a group of women, 15, he was 17 years old, got into a truck, stepped on the gas, and it was a gathering of women, and he he ran into 17 of them. On oh purpose. my God. On purpose. In cell. Jeez. And he's like, fuck them. You know, bitches don't that that like just angry at the world, angry at women, but that's what they do. Like that's not a man would not do this. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's oh not goodness. sexy, but this I know in cell it's just this it's always the same. The ones who are hurt, the ones who hurt women, who hurt children, who hurt the ones that are cheating, lie, and scam are not the masculine one. It's the ones lacking masculinity on testosterone that makes them angry and dangerous. Well, okay. I like that. How you like that? <laughs> so you said you, that you run a, a a men's club and stuff like that. Yeah, so men's group. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry, a men's group. How? What are you saying to them that would be different from like the people in like the manosphere, like like Kevin Samuels or Andrew Tate? Or is is there a difference? 
do you do, what do you what do you think about like the manosphere and all that stuff i don't know like this, okay. i go back and forth some is some is good some is not some sure. you know andrew tate you know as masculine as he thinks he is he's not mm -hmm. you know what i mean with his like glasses and five thousand dollar pants i don't know that's manly <laughs> I'm seriously right, <laughs> and and so I I was just saying right. So right. some of the stuff he says is dead on when he talks about feminism and you know the ridiculousness of some of the stuff. Sure. And then on the other side, he he I find him extremely arrogant and you know um, toxic on some level at times. So he, yeah. you know whatever. So what I do with my man is really give him a sense of purpose. A man without a purpose is lost. A man without a purpose has no self-esteem. A man without a purpose doesn't know who he is. A man without a purpose is 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 anxious, and they have a hard time getting ahead to anything. So basically, what is it that you want to do in the world? What legacy do you want to leave behind? What is your talent? What is it that you're called to do that is fun for you, that you can turn into a business or a lifestyle or a legacy or whatever. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But I, I help them step into the things that they want and they have to go conquer. And by conquering, that's how they build their characters. That's how they build their confidence and how they become the guys who know who they are. A guy a guy who has swag, you know, we don't have swag naturally. Swag comes with confidence. Confidence by go, comes by challenging yourself and winning at yourself, conquering mm -hmm. your fears and getting on the other side. You know, so it's all about this. What do you want? Something typically hard to attain that you have to discipline yourself, make a plan, push, fight, go and fight for it. And when you win on the other side, achieve your goals, boom. That makes a man solid. That makes a man confident. That makes a man calm. Right. And those are the guys that are very, very attractive. The confidence is attractive, right? Their, their stoicism is attractive. They know who they are. Super sexy. You can't derail them or put them off the pedestal. You can't. They just know who they are. Mm. Super fucking attractive. How? I mean, I know this might not be a, 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 like a compacted answer, but how would how does one gain confidence? Because it's not like you can go to the store and be like, right. "Yeah, can I get a gallon of confidence, please?" And <laughs> like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, so just like I said, just you have to step into your fear. Mm. Step into your fear. You're afraid to do something, go do it. And on the other side, you go, Whoo, I did it. Wow, that was pretty good. I didn't think it was going to be right. I've done it my whole life. This is, this, you know, we don't know that we could do anything until we go do it. Right. And the worst thing for everybody, but men, especially if they want to get a sense of themselves in the mojo and really create something big for themselves and the world, is to step outside the box of comfort. We only grow when we step outside of our boundaries, you know. So I, I say this to my men all the time, and I spend my life doing it myself. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. This is where the growth is, right? It scares you? Go fucking do it. You don't want to do it? Do it some more. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you don't know if you can? Go do it, you know, and watch yourself learn and expand. And this is how you build confidence, to conquer your fears and the challenge. We go. If we could go like another ten minutes or so, because I gotta, I really gotta. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no worries, no worries. Thank so you. We're on the roll. We're on the roll a little bit. So I know, I know. We were talking yeah. about how do you make you know men confident and yeah, you know it was about stepping into their fears.
stepping yes. into their fear, stepping into their fears. Then the bigger the fear, the more you conquer that, the more confidence you get, the more character you have, and the more swag on the other side and the sense of being solid. Mm-hmm. And that you can't nobody can waver you off of who you are because you know who you are from the stuff that you push through, the challenge you push you you put yourself through. Yeah. And then, you know, men go, Wow, this this you know, this guy knows who he is. Women like, hmm, you know, it's sexy. A, a man who's confidence, a man who knows who he is, it's attractive. And mm-hmm. so that's that's how you do it. My, um, fav- my favorite, I'll give you an example. Yes. My son is 22 years old. Okay. Confident, swag, sense of himself, knows who he is. Mm. But the moment he was little, you know, I put life back in his hands. You know, <clears throat> like I would always get him, push him into the things he was uncomfortable with, even as a little kid. You know, dad, you know, can he get some in a restaurant? You know, can you ask the girl to give me more? And I, he's right there. Ask her yourself. You know, mm-hmm. he gulped a little bit and like, <laughs> I constantly pushed him into the things that he wants somebody else to do for him, mm-hmm. knowing this material. You know, at one point, he's 13 years old, and I have a crazy loud car, and my car's got 400 horsepower. It's like, oh, bruh, 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 one of those crazy machines. <laughs> <clears throat> and um, I'm a car guy. <laughs> I just am. Um, and we're on the freeway coming home. And they, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. He's 13, but he's sprouting, so he's a big 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I go, I go, feel like driving? Oh, God. He's like, what? <laughs> I go, you want to feel, you feel like driving the car? He goes, oh. He goes, where? I go, well, no, we'll get off the freeway and we'll go on a, you know, an open parking lot. There's a college next next to me that's an enormous acres of parking lot with nobody there. Right. You know, just go to college. You can, you know, just roll gently. Okay. And remember, <laughs> we, got, we got there, we pulled up and, you know, I'm in the driver's seat. I look at him and I go, you ready? He goes, Dad, I'm scared. And you go, of course you're scared. You're about to do something different. You want to do it anyway? You look at me. One, two, three. Yeah. Okay. So we exchanged seats. He sat in the, you know, he sat in the driver's seat. Again, he's tall for his 13 years. Adjusted the seat, just his mirrors, right? Adjusted the wheel. Brake, pedals, gas pedal. Yeah, yeah, of course. I know how that works. Well, there it is. Feel him out. Mm. Right? Put the car in drive. By the way, not a Toyota, right? Kind of rumbling. And you put it in gear and just let it put off the gas, uh, the brake. And just, we started crawling, just barely moving. You know what I mean? Till he came across and then oop, 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 turn. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And my point is, Dad, I'm scared. Of course, it's normal. Everything is scary until you learn it. Do it anyway. And I kind of raised him that way. So his, as his young age, is he had a sense of, you know, he handles all this stuff. He makes, you know, like he's not afraid to go on the phone. You know, if I, he, like he gets on the phone and handles this stuff. He gets like he pays for his own insurance. He's in college full time. He works full time. He pays for his car. He pays for his college. Um, he pays for um, his gas, his insurance, brand. Like he's a grown man at twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Look at that! All right. Um, so one one of the last questions that I have is: yes, sir. What do you love most about doing what you do? Oh my god! I, so, <laughs> I mean, that's it's 
first, you know, I, 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 get, I help people get their dream lives mm-hmm. from confused to, you know, because interestingly enough, there's a lot of data on this. Both men and women are happier when their love relationships are working. They're happier, they live longer, they're more productive, they make more money, they're, they're healthier. You know what I mean? There's all the goodies. So the, the, the love relationships affects most of our lives or affects the quality of our lives the most for both men and women. So that's hugely important. Even successful people, you know, that make a ton of money feel unsuccessful if their love lives, the love relationships aren't working. So it's that important. So I get to help people live their dreams of that if that's what they want. Right? Yeah. Understanding men, women dynamic, communications, how do you negotiate your wants and needs. But ultimately, ultimately, I'm an ordained minister. Some of my clients, I marry them myself. Oh, wow. Like, I don't know. You can't beat that. Like, that's the yeah. ultimate, <laughs> that's the ultimate <laughs> honor. That's the ultimate honor to be in front of a couple you work with who were not knowing how or struggling. <clears throat> to you take this woman, take this man. I mean, that's like, it's, to me, like, it's not the money that satisfies me. That's That just takes care of my bills. <laughs> to officiate weddings, to put people together, and to stay in the loop of keep make sure they stay together, right? Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. There's, like, oh, there's wow. no words for that. That's amazing. All right. Well, I mean, well, uh, thank you, Andre. Uh, can you please tell our audience where they can find you and also what's coming up because i know you also have a book as well too right i have a couple of books and then, okay so a couple of things actually i have a gift for your listeners oh okay how's that so if anybody you know what i talk about again nature and science so typically even for people who never had this conversation it kind of resonates mm-hmm. it kind of resonates like oh yeah right like something again because this it's it's nature yeah so if anybody resonated with me or what I said, and if, if you want to, if you're curious, want to know more, I offer, if you go to andregroupcoaching.com, it's a landing page with my team and I created. It takes you to my calendar. Whether you're a man or a woman, you can click on VIP one hour session and we'll have a conversation like this. I'll send you a Zoom link and we'll have a one-on-one conversation about what's not working in your life, where you're stuck, where you're challenged, you know, what's not the loop that you're stuck in you know, when it comes to relationship, men or women, and we'll typically, I'm really good at this. Like in 15 minutes, we actually go back into where the, when none of us get get out of childhood unscathed. Between the age of five and 11, typically, we we'll make decision about we we'll make decision about the world, people, ourselves, life, right? So sometimes it's for me. I was born with I don't belong here. You know, and I don't, you know, I remember making this, that decision. I remember feeling that. I remember living that. But most of us have made a decision about ourselves, the world, people, and life as little people that we completely forgot, but they're imprinted on a subconscious. So I say to people all the time when women, men come at me with what's wrong with me, I can't get out of this loop. I always attract the same, it's the same result. That's the loop of your subconscious. You're stuck in the belief that you create when you're little that you forgot all about. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. I'm not good enough. I'll never, you know, whatever it is. There's some people have like five, six, seven of those. So in that call, I, we go right for source and find out what happened when, I guess in 10, 15 minutes, we're there. Really amazing. And then from there, you understand there's nothing wrong with you because that's usually what comes at me. Like, what's wrong with me? I can't mm-hmm. create the life that I want. I can't create the issues that I want. 
We go find out exactly where the wheels came off. Fantastic. Now you realize there's nothing wrong with you. You're a product of that, your past. So if we know that, now we could fix that. So what's the dream? And then we step into what the dream looks like. Is it marriage? Is it kids? Is it family? Is it just a, a long-term relationship, a healthy long-term relationship? You know, so that's an incredible call. And people say like that call, that call alone was a shift to change that changed their lives, just understanding that part. And for me, it's the basis of working with somebody. Like that's the first step. Because from there, and we'll talk about what it's like, you know, what it's like to work with me. I have different programs, different ways, different levels of investing, you know, getting you know, getting to the dream. <clears throat> so different programs for different purposes. That's what I'm offering your audience. It's takes a little courage, right? Sure. <laughs> we'll get, it takes a little courage. We'll get personal, but the discovery is fantastic. And like I said, the, the basis of the work. Um, if you want to do your work, right, this is where it starts. Oh, so. wow. Well, thank you very much for that. I, I really appreciate that. The rest of it, all the links that you have on our email, like I have an Instagram, Project Equinox. My 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 website is uh, project projectequinox.net and I have blogs, I have po podcasts. There's a lot. I spend the day on there for figure out what I'm up to. I also have a live event coming up uh, November 12th. It's a live virtual event. Uh, there's also in my email that you, if you want to post it, it's, you know, it's yeah. a, it's a four hour event. It's like very, very cheap and next to, it's very, very cheap, but it's, we're going to, we're going to talk about and feel the communication differences because men and women speak differently. It sounds ridiculous, but mm -hmm. we do, we speak differently. We listen for different things. And this is a big part of, in my world of this, the disconnect between men and women. We don't communicate. We think we are. But we don't operate the same way, so we miscommunicated, not understanding how the other one process communication and words. So it's crazy because we, you know, we look at each other, we speak English. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We don't. We're constantly miscommunicating. So it's a fascinating piece of material. It's this four-hour event, really short, um, but it's going to be super juicy. So. <laughs> well, no. So, okay, that's awesome. That that all that sounds awesome. So, thank you very much. I will I will try to put everything on my Instagram uh once uh this uh episode comes out. Thank but you. thank you, Andre Parody, for everything. Absolutely, my pleasure. It's great. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible. Listen Notes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. That is at TinkPod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com, and I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So, after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody.